hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Growing Up Gay. It is me, Malik Khalid, and we have the lovely, the beautiful, the awesome. The vivacious, the curvaceous. <laughs> move, the move, dreams. Move, move right on. <laughs> uh, what's up, y'all? It's Vaughn. <laughs> what's up, y'all? It's Vaughn. Uh, and we are Growing Up Gay. Thank you guys for coming back and listening to us. Once again, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, thanks for the love. Um, so since we last <laughs> recorded, Vaughn, tell the people, how have you been doing? What's going on with you? Uh, I've been good. It's been <clears throat> quite a while since we last recorded, about three weeks. Uh, but I've been working back in the gym, you know, trying to get right for 2020. Um, just excited about the whole new year and trying to refocus and, you know, plot on some things and working through some family stuff as well. But overall, I've actually been, I've actually been pretty good. How have you been, friend? I've been really well. Um, I feel like this last month, um, for those who follow me on Instagram, I've been doing these guided meditations this last month. Yes, I love those. And, and it takes a lot of prep to really put together a meditation because you have to write it out formally mm. and make sure that it makes sense and make sure that it aligns with everything that you're talking about and so doing that work has really brought up a lot of things for me like it's it's brought up a lot of mindfulness so um <clears throat> i felt i i've just i've just felt really powerful and really um aware this last month aware of what i want and what i don't want and then also um, allowing that awareness to drive how I behave, how mm-hmm. I interact. And, and I feel like I've been really good this month at, um, you know, bringing in the things, you know, those behaviors that make you feel really good about yourself. Like the other day I was feeling like really impulsive. I was feeling sad about something. I was like, you know what, instead of going and eating that chocolate Twix, instead of, um, you know, going to, indulge in whatever i could indulge in having a drink let's go down to the gym let's do 30 minutes of um of cardio and 30 minutes of some weights or something you know let's just move your body you know what's funny let's just let's just get it out (laughs) i said that i was gonna do the same thing with myself um i've been doing a really good job of like not uh not like unhealthily snacking i bought some healthier snacks and i've been doing a, 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 a really good job of like just drinking water but i was Thinking mm-hmm. of developing that same practice of every time that I like unnecessarily want something sweet or, you know, something not not healthy, quote unquote, uh, do something active to kind of work through it. Yeah, to work through yeah. it. And and, and and as I was working through it, what, what really was interesting is that I was able, as I was making the decision to not indulge and to make the decision to work through it with something else, I was able to then kind of think about, oh, why am I why am I feeling impulsive? And so overall, I just I, I feel really strong and I feel really purposeful. Right. And I'm excited about that. Like I'm excited about, um, you know, feeling good, and I'm excited about being able to just you know be aware. I'm aware of what the, what the hell is going on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I never thought about you having to write out the guided meditation. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I thought you was just like freestyling. <laughs> like, no me renge. Because it's not just no me renge. Like, you're actually ta- saying a lot. So that actually makes sense. I don't know why I never connected those two. 
<laughs> that is so fucking funny. But yeah, I write it out. Um, so get it together. If you guys are new to the show, the get it together portion is a section when Vaughn and I, when Vaughn and I sound off on something that is happening in our life, whether it's health, wellness, fitness, societal, whatever. It's just a tip that you can live by and, you know, listen to it and see if it applies. Right. Um, so this week, my get it together is titled, don't let them play in your face. Mm. If you follow me on Instagram, I've kind of, I, I briefly talked about this last week. All I'm saying with this is letting people play in your face diminishes your value. And it does not leave your body feeling good. Um, and it wastes your time. It diminishes your value. It wastes your time. It, it You just steal from yourself. And you don't want anyone to ever think that the way that they are treating you, the way that they interact with you is what you deserve if it's not. Absolutely. Um, and so how you can tell if someone's playing in your face when you feel like they are. <laughs> plain and simple. Simply put, plain and plain simple. simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's plain and simple. I don't have three steps to tell you to identify right. it. It's just when you feel it, then they are. And you need to check that shit you know you need to you need to check it immediately Absolutely. because um it's just there are so many people out here now that just want to just take 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 their succubuses especially um, and i think our generation with the whole situationship uh yes. rise if you will like there's such a lack of accountability um in and not just the gay scene i just think in dating currently and i would say maybe the past 3 two to three years there's just a there's a huge lack of accountability when it comes to how people treat others and the um the games that people play like you said people playing in people's faces and it's become so like common and 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 almost expected that people will try and play in your face and act like bitch i see see the concealer like yeah they 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 will play the, 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 the mascara i see it all bitch you can't play like what are you doing Mm-hmm. I'm not a clown, mm-hmm. sis. You know. Yeah, and I really feel like people know they know better, but they really want to see if they can do it with you. Absolutely. That's what. That's all it really is. It's just a test. Oh, absolutely. So oftentimes, if you just stand up yourself, they'll back down and they'll and they'll get in line because you do have to treat people and train them how to treat you. Yeah. So Listen. you know, um, if a bitch is playing with you, <laughs> let them know you're not the one. Not the one. Absolutely. Not the one. Absolutely. Get it together. I, I, I ride with that. Uh, my get it together for this week is to just push through. Um, and that's just plain and simple. Uh, let me let me tell you how yesterday could have been like a really hellish day for me if I would if I would have allowed <laughs> my typical dramatic um, something went wrong, the whole day is ruined, cancel everything kind of attitude to, to come through. But something that I'm, I'm really trying to work on is just to push through, like regardless of what is whatever is going on, uh, push through. Like I had a lot of things that were going on yesterday. Um, I had to go to my orthodontist. I had like er- a bunch of errands to run and I had a concert to go to. And on top of everything, right? So after like shifting stuff around and literally I got up at like 5.30 a.m., went to the gym because I was like, oh, I'm going to knock shit out. You know, me thinking, you know, I'm me. I try, I'm, I'm, I'm a little Virgo-ish how like organized and extra detailed I am. So I had like my mm-hmm. whole day planned out, 
and I was knocking everything off my list one by one. And then things just kept going left. But I was like, nah, I'm going to work through it. I'm going to work through it. Like, I went to my, or- my orthodontist. It was supposed to be a quick little 30 to 45 minute moment because I was just getting the, tune uh, up. Yeah, because I was just getting um, the rubber bands put on my braces because I'm entering the final stages. <sighs> I'm so, ex- so happy and excited. Mm-hmm. Ended up taking all, like two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> like, Damn. Right. <laughs> so, I, did, you, did you have to wait? Was like a actually, long wait? Actually, no. It's just the kind, because I started my brace process in Atlanta. And um, right. in moving to New York, I have a whole new orthodontist. And the orthodontist in Atlanta that I use is actually great. She did a, a phenomenal job. However, some of the materials she uses, he doesn't use. They're, my, my one here in, in New York doesn't use. So, like, he, he has to kind of work around stuff. And yeah. it, so it just ended up taking way longer than it should have to get everything done. Makes sense. So yeah. I did that. Makes sense. Came home. I had a package that I was waiting on. Mind you, I'm going to a concert that starts at eight. Um, so I, I, I came home. I was rushing and rushing. Like I, I was a little like not feeling my outfit because I really couldn't put everything together like I wanted to. I just kind of had to throw on a sweater and some jeans and just say fuck it and go because I didn't want to miss a show. Um and then, like, even the train, like, for example, like, when I was on my way back home from the orthodontist, already late, the train ends up stopping and being stuck in one spot for 10 minutes. Then I get to the platform, oh. and I'm waiting for the next train to come, and there's a delay. <laughs> there's a 20-minute a delay for that train. So I said, fuck it, and I decided to just, like, jog home because <laughs> I was wearing sweats anyway. Um, so I, I, like, ran home. I'm changing, I'm changing. While I'm changing, uh, I had, like, apple juice in a <laughs> in a cup. <laughs> And of course, the apple juice knocks over spills all over my bed. Um, <laughs> like, shit just kept happening. And then on top of everything, I take the train now, 40 minutes in one direction to the concert, thinking, oh, okay, I'm only 10 minutes late. Malik, why did I go the complete wrong direction? <laughs> I hate when I do that. I was Ugh. I was at Bowery when I was supposed to be in Brooklyn Steels. Um, Damn. So then I looked at like the train commute. It said forty minutes. I said, okay, fuck this. I'm just gonna go home. So you- I'm gonna go home. So I started walking like to back to the train to go home. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let me see what Lyft is saying. <laughs> you know. Um, I'm so happy you did. I, I, me too, because it was an amazing show. I went to go see Mac Ayers. So the lift was only like nine dollars. So I said, "Fuck that, I'll pay it." it. Took me fifteen minutes. I literally got there, and while I was doing coat check, he just got a head got on stage. So amazing. ended up having an amazing show. Shout out to Mac Ayers. I actually spoke with his um, his saxophonist mother randomly. Uh, this white lady came up behind me, and she was like, "Oh, you have a nice voice." And I was like, "Okay, thank you," because I was singing, and. She was, like, making conversation with me. And, like, normally, because, again, I'm socially awkward. So, normally, like, I try to avoid, you know, conversing with people because I was already by myself, A. Um, there was way more people there than I thought it was going to be, B. And then, C, this lady trying to talk to me. So, I was like, this is weird. But I engaged her because she was very nice. Um, and she ended up being the saxophonist mother, which was just so... The wow. show was amazing, by the way. Mac Ayers, he has, like, easily top five favorite albums of the year. Um, it's called Juice Box. Please get into it. He is phenomenal. Wit. Like uh, he sings his ass off. So my get it together is just push through, regardless of whatever negative things are happening. Do not let them take ownership of you or your moment or what is going on. Just push through. Push through, bitch. Be tenacious. Yes. yes. 
Is it amazing how push through can have so many connotations depending on the inflection in your voice? You can be like, push through, sis. Right. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's like endearing. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you're like, girl, push the fuck girl, through. Push Come through. on, get right, it together. Right, right, right. It's all about it's, it's, it's all about inflections. <laughs> it's all about the inflection. It's all about the inflection. Absolutely. <sighs> anyway, with that being said, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, you guys, it's Malik. Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Remember to tell your friends about what we're doing here. This is a community-based show, and the only way we're going to grow is with your help. So be sure to like, subscribe, and share our show with all of your friends and your family. Now back to the episode. All right, you guys, we're back with this week's Growing Up Gay. So Vaughn and I wanted to really talk about the art of saying no, because it truly is an art Mm -hmm. of saying no. Um, Saying no is a negative thing. And... It's negative because it's nuanced. It's filled with fear. It's filled with doubt, rejection. And it's it's a negative use to deny a request or to refuse something. And, you know, in my personal life, I've said yes to dating people who have dishonored me and only wanted to control me. And I've said no to people who uplifted me and wanted the best for me. Mm. I've said yes to staying out longer than I should have and yes to having that last dehabilitating drink that I know I didn't have to have, right? And no to staying after work and helping a teammate with a group project. I didn't learn the importance of aligning my nose with my values until just recently, y'all. Like, it's a journey. Mm. <laughs> Literally. Tisha Campbell. <laughs> Why? <And, laughs> I love that she's like, I love that everyone refers to her when they think of the word journey, like, easily. You have to now, yeah. because the way she said it is just so iconic. But... Um, I didn't learn, you know, to align my nose with my values until just recently. And often when I was posed with questions that required me to, to, you know, to answer yes or no, I would make decisions based on poor values and poor self-esteem. I now know that no 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 is a complete sentence. Absolutely. But I still wonder sometimes, how can I say no and still honor myself but not offend the other person? There's a few Um, different ways you can say it. Yeah, there there are now. I mean, there's a Mariah Carey way of saying it. No. There's a Destiny's <laughs> Child way of saying it. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. It's really, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and then you can give them. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. So there are so many ways that you can say no. But. Even with that, you know, hell, we've been saying no in the Me Too world and, you know, people still don't consent, you know, and we've been strangely to we've been strangely programmed to tie our self-worth to whether to whether or not someone approves of us. Um, I'm learning that saying no is saying yes to my values. It's saying yes to myself. And also someone saying no to you is not like the end of the world. No, it's not. But I mean, just think about how we tie the no to rejection. Mm-hmm. 
the no to value, the no to self esteem. Like Absolutely. it's just something that we just do. Absolutely. You know, and it's a practice. It's a practice that takes time and it has to be cultivated through discipline, through setting clear values and setting mm-hmm. and setting boundaries for yourself and for other people. And it's also something so, that is is learned as well. Like especially in the, the context of dating, there's so many like I've seen so many times on, on social media where people try to shame others for saying no in regard to dating or even other women. Cause like how you brought up the whole Me Too moment uh, movement. There mm-hmm. was a young lady the other day that just got murdered in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, because this guy was trying to get her attention. He was catcalling on her, whatever the case may be is. And um, she said no. And he ended up murdering her. And it it reminded me because you saw like when that when that moment happened, it went viral on Twitter. Everyone's talking about how unsafe women are, you know, in the world and, and how saying no or, or simply ignoring a man could be the means to the end of your life. And while that's very true, the thing that's not ironic about it, but the thing that we kind of see where that starts is a lot of those same women will be the ones that will retweet videos of like a little boy asking a girl out and the girl saying no and being like, fuck that bitch. Or like, you know, jokingly even. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's no. Teach him that from young that it's okay for that young lady to say no to you. She has right and agency. She can say no. And it's not a negative thing. You just say, okay, thank you. You know, keep it moving. Because you have to we have to start teaching that from a very young age because that's when we learn to, that saying no isn't necessarily a bad thing it's what's right for you but if we get taught that someone else telling you no is this extreme negative you know what i mean then it can manifest in other ways yeah i i agree and and with that it's like saying no and then understanding that there's something on on the other side of the no mm. It opens up possibilities for other things to manifest um, and, and other options. Absolutely. But so oftentimes the no seems so definite. Right. It seems so like there's, it's, well, it's, it's so period that we just, we, we lose sight of the big picture because we're so focused on what we wanted and what we couldn't get. Right. But we don't even, we tend to not change our mindset to, okay, what else is there? We tend to really get stuck on the thing that we could not have. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about a time when you really wanted to say no to a friend who really needed a favor. And you may have known that this favor was outside of your wheelhouse, but you still obliged. Why did you do that? Why couldn't you say no? Um, <laughs> I think I've said it up before on this podcast. I, <clears throat> I'm growing out of it, but I used to be a huge people pleaser. Um, yeah. I still kind of am a little bit, not going to lie. Um, but because I am a people pleaser, a lot of the times when people ask me to do things or ask me to partake in things or ask me um, for things, I'm a, I say yes, just because I feel like it's, it's easier than saying no. And uh, even recently, I had a cousin... Um, this wasn't a friend. This was actually a cousin asked me for some money. And I was like, in my head, I was like, bruh, <laughs> I don't know what or where you think I work or what you think is going on, but I ain't got it like that for you. But I, I, I went out of my way and I said yes. And I gave it to her. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, you still owe me money from the last time. You, uh, like, you still owe me yeah. about a hundo from the last time we had this conversation. Um, Not a hundo. A hundo. And I gave her Damn. more money. So it's like, yeah. And it's like, 
because of, of situations and things that are going on in context, right, I felt compelled to say yes, which I did. Um, however, looking back on it now, there's other things that have come into play where I really should have said no and kept it moving. Yeah. And kept it moving. Yeah. Like, it's, I will say the one thing, one, well, this might be a question, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. But yeah, that's that's my one. That's my one. <laughs> well, you know, Shonda Ron said last year that she thinks that we should spend a year saying yes. A year I, allowing the yes to open up our possibilities. And what I say, Shonda Rhimes, is no. <laughs> <laughs> I say no because of the fact that if you spend all your time saying and, and, and I'm not going to be extreme. I'm sure Shonda Rhimes w- was saying that in the context of saying yes to, you know, well, maybe being more curious, maybe being more playful, maybe being more allowing yeah. to certain things, not to foolishness. Yeah. I'm sure she was. I'm sure she didn't mean she that. She ain't that crazy. But even in, those, <laughs> even in that context, I think that discretion is still key. You still have to say no to a lot of things mm-hmm. because you need to have the ability to think about it. You should not spend your time um, always being available, always Mm. allowing people to enter your space, always... um, Going the extra mile. Yeah, going the extra mile. That's just not how shit works. And you tire yourself out and you begin to diminish yourself and diminish your brand. So, I don't agree. Um, The one time that I think about recently that I said yes to a friend that I really wanted to say no. Um, this, this, um, I often will have people over my house. I'm very social. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows this about me. You're okay? a great if host. You're my friend. I have people over all the time. I'm having like Sunday dinner. But there was one weekend that I really did not want to host. I did not want to have people over. But one of my close friends pretty much berated me into doing it okay and i was like but i don't want to and they were like are you sure are you sure why why Mm. you know and just really and really wore me down and wore me down so much that i began to question why i didn't want to do it and and what happened was is that the person called me called me back and said hey are we still on for tonight and i said actually you know, I'm starting to feel a little differently. I don't think I want to do it anymore. Oh, why? What's going on? You said you would. You know, so the big, so all in all, I think I, I end up saying yes, but I end up saying yes and, and I resented saying yes. And you should never, the reason why I think you should always say no or let me think about it is because you should, you should consider if saying yes is going to make you resent the situation and resent doing it, then you shouldn't be doing it because then you, you're not going to be able to move and operate from a place of like love and, and truthfulness and just, and just doing it with cheer. Right. But I a said yes place. and I resent. Yeah, you, you can't do it from a genuine place. And I think that's important with doing anything for people. And so I end up having people over, resenting it, not really being happy and being upset that my friend push me into it and looking back I, I wish I would have been like you know when you say no and when you're trying to do it without offending someone you need you should like think about okay I'm gonna say no and this is the reason why and keep that reason very short 
I don't want to have people over tonight because I don't because I'm not feeling it and I don't want to. Right. Or you know, my energy's down and that's it. Right. And don't and and let that be the period at the end. And, and if people pry for more, you have to stand firm. Um. And if people's feelings are hurt, then that's just. Okay, because you have, to, you have to understand, saying no is a practice, and a lot of people are not in the practice of saying no. Mm. And if you begin to do it, you're gonna ruffle feathers, right? And I also think you can acknowledge that hurt and say, you know, you know, well, I apologize if you know this makes you feel any kind of way. However, nothing's changing over here. In yes. the great words of Nene Leakes, I said what I what said. I said. Uh-huh. And what you said was some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh. Um, friend, when do your family, parents, friends, um when did they first tell you no? And how did that no <laughs> make you feel? Listen, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> oh, you hear, no, the first you, hear no, you, you hear no coming out the womb, nigga. Like, <laughs> like out the womb. No. Um, uh, the first no that means something to me that I can think of. Yeah, that was impactful. Um, okay. Hmm. See, my parents allowed a lot of room for me. When I was growing up, uh, they weren't super, like, they weren't, they were strict, but they also allowed us to live. Like, they allowed us to, uh, you know, do things. They, we, we were raised to be very independent and uh, very informed and um, being able to make, like, good of, make good decisions, uh, even at a very young age. I'm talking, like, seven. Um, But I think the first no that I can, like, genuinely recall, uh... Was probably, yeah, I would say when I was about eight. <gasps> Actually, I can think of it. I remember I wanted to go see uh, Britney Spears. And I think that was the first time I know ever, like, like what? Mm. I remember uh, <laughs> I really, really wanted to, I remember she was coming to, to Miami um, for, I think it was her very first tour or her second tour. I went to this. I know I went to the in the zone one, um, but before that, and that was the first time that that was something that like I really really wanted, and I was like I didn't understand like why I was being told no because like I was doing good in school and like I, I did all you know all my, I had took they want you to took care Britney of all Spears my responsibilities <laughs> and my dad was like nigga and and I think also I think because it was coming from my father. And my father is kind of who I went to when I wanted to get stuff. Like, my mom been saying no. <laughs> like, my right. mom was never with the... Like, my mom... Listen, she's the no one in my life. Like, my mom... No, you can't yeah. do that. No, you can't go there. Like, that's that's my mom. Whereas my father is the one that's just like, yes, I'll buy it for you. Or, you know, okay, cool. If that's what you want to do. Um, so, I remember going to him for it. And he, when he said no, I was like, the fuck you mean? Girl? The fuck you mean? No, right. nigga. The fuck you mean? Um, and yeah, I remember being in my feelings and like being pissed about it. And the thing about Caribbean parents is like, if they say no, and you, you, there's no question it, <laughs> you're not even allowed to be upset about it. Cause if, you, if you're upset for it, then you get your ass beat <laughs> or they, right. they threaten to give you something to be upset about. If you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. so I just had to stew in my anger. And I remember I didn't talk to my dad for like a week 
<laughs> um, because he said no to Britney. Yeah. He said no. And he also used to say no to all that. He would always change a channel whenever all that was on. Why all that? Because Keenan and what kind, of, what kind of beef could you possibly have with all that? Because Keenan Kel, uh, he he used to always talk about Keenan and Kel being gay. <laughs> oh my god! And do you remember Nick Cannon used to do that uh, that skit where he was that lady in the in the convenience store? Yes. My father was not with the gay shit. I mean, he loves me now yeah. and supports me. Right. <laughs> but he was early yeah. on. He was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, mm, mm, none of that. <laughs> no. No. Can you remember the first time your parents told you no? Child, several times. They told me no when I came out and they said that shit is wrong. <laughs> You're going to hell. Send it back. <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> send it back. Do it again. And they sent me to a church, um, a church program. It was it was a camp and I was told that when I started thinking about um, thoughts of of men and and uh, wait, I they sent you to one of those pro- divergent camp thingy majigas, convergent camp thingies. I said divergent. This, one, this, I mean one, convergent. <laughs> this camp was more so for for all teenage children that were that were sexually active, oh, okay. which is so ridiculous. I wasn't even sexually active. I just was saying I like boys. Oh oh oh, how we conflate sex and um sexuality. The actual yeah 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 sex and sexuality. Anyway. Um, they sent me to this church program and it was pretty much about getting getting right with God and saving yourself and being pure and not having sex. And they told me that um, I should essentially pray when I when I have these feelings and these thoughts and um, replace the thoughts. Suppression. Bullshit. Mm. Doesn't work. Um, and then I think about the time when this is the, the funny time. <laughs> I think about when I was about maybe six there was a, a neighborhood Walmart that we would go to on Wesley Chapel. If you're in, if you're from Atlanta, Decatur, this Walmart was back in the '90s, and Mulan had just came out, and there were Ooh. some Mulan trading cards that I had to have. I was obsessed with those cards. My mom said I could not have them. Okay, <laughs> I said, "What do you mean I cannot have these cards?" The fuck you mean, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand. I didn't get it. Um, so I remember we, we 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 get to the checkout line, and I'm like, you know, the, here's the last hurrah. Right. One more time. No. Your, your mom said your reflection will not show. My reflection will not show. Right. So I took those cards and put them in my pantyhose. <laughs> Goodbye. <Not> pantyhose. <laughs> Bitch. I stuffed those Come cards on, booster. You better boost. <laughs> I boosted those cards, bitch. And when I got home, this how, you know, I was, I, I, I really thought I was something. I showed her the card. Oh, you, said, oh, bet, oh, bless your heart. It said, it said, look what I got. <laughs> you said, I'm the bad mama. <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's me, the bad mama. If it's you know where me. that video is from, <laughs> I love you. Uh oh, I haven't seen that one. It's me, the bad mama. <laughs> <laughs> or or material girl. Material girl. <laughs> but no. But um, yeah. So I had stole the cards, and my mom beat me. Of course, as she should have. You know. Did she make you take them back? Um, I'm sorry. Did she make you take them back? No. Okay. That was the problem. Okay. <laughs> I kept them. No, that's what I'm saying. Because I remember my cousin did that, and he got a whooping, and then my aunt made him go back to the store. Like she went, took him back to the store, and she said, "Now find the manager." 
Yeah. Find the manager and um, tell the manager that you stole from them. I I'll, I'll never forget that. I was like, "Ooh, you are yeah, doing that." No, I I I didn't have to take the cards back. I did I did play with them afterwards, which was probably inappropriate <laughs> and poor um boundary setting. But um here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know, our community, the LGBTQIA community, LGBTQ+ community, we face a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like we should add R to our name because re- rejection goes right along with everything else that we go through. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think our community should deal with the rejection that we experience navigating the world? Um, I think we've been actually doing a wonderful job with dealing with it. Um, you know, contrary to you know people like Flame Monroe who think we're forcing mm. our sexual orientation on people. Fucking stupid. Um, I think we've been doing a very good job of saying, hey, sis you might not quote unquote agree with it, but guess what's not changing it. Mm. Um, Cause there, you, there really isn't anything you can do outside of continue to be you proudly, uh, respectfully and um, just continue to, 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 to break boundaries and not even break boundaries. Continue, continue to fucking be you average ass everyday ass you proudly. Um, I think mm. that's the only thing we can do. Cause I feel like, and shout out to uh, to um, fuck Queen and Slim. There's a part in in, in Queen and Slim, um, which by the way we can discuss that movie in a, in a minute because I have thoughts. Uh, but there's a part in Queen and, and Slim where Queen, uh, where Slim asks Queen if she's a lawyer, and she says, "I'm an exceptional lawyer," and "Oh, I'm an excellent lawyer." And he was like, "Why do black people always feel the need to be excellent?" Mm. And I was like. Okay, it's a a nugget because black people we really do always feel the need to be like, well, I'm, you know, like it's okay. Very very high city chin, right? Like shoulders back, very, you know, high esteem, right? And it's Mm -hmm. it's, uh, that's why I I said be your average ass you because at the end of the day, that's enough. That's more than enough. Who you are, proudly, um, how you how you present. Whether that's feminine or masculine, um, whatever your pronouns are, demand those things be respected, at, just as you respect anyone else. And I think that that's all we can do, because unfortunately, uh, we we live in a society where the standard has been the standard for generation upon generation upon century upon century upon century. Uh, so it isn't going right. to change overnight. Acceptance isn't going to happen overnight. And then also, realistically. Religion is quite possibly the 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 largest foundation for society, and a lot of that was steeped in white patriarchy that said uh, that gay shit is not acceptable, regardless of whether those same white men were playing in little boys' booty holes or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they laid the groundwork to let it be known that that gay shit. Um, and when I say that gay shit, I mean literally anything that's queer, whether you're trans, you know, or at this point, it's anything it's that's a part of the experience, term. right? Gay, yeah. gay is like is an umbrella term. Um, and unfortunately, that rhetoric has been um, uh, ooh, it's taken it's taken on even stronger hold, in my personal opinion, in for communities of color, um, 
so all you really can do, because basically what I was trying to say is it, there's no quick answer to it, right? There's no quick finish. There's no quick fix. Um, so unfortunately, all we can do and continue to do is demand respect um, and also create spaces for ourselves where yes is consistent. I love that. I love that. You know, <clears throat> what's interesting about what you just said, two, two points. Yesterday, I read something online. It said, a weak man goes to where he smiled at. Mm. And, um, you know, that stands out to me when you say yes. Go where the yeses are consistent. Mm. You know, Charlemagne the God says all the time, you know, go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. And and I and I, I agree with those standpoints, but I do think there is a certain level of comfortability that, that lies there. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we are running from rejection. We're running from the no. We're afraid of it. Absolutely. Because there's so much growth and there's so much opportunity that lies on, on the other side of no. That's why I, that's why earlier I, I opened up saying sometimes we miss out on the opportunity that comes with no. Mm. We're saying yeah. yes to so many other things. Yeah. And then the other point about why are black people always trying to be so fucking black excellent? And they're like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I think that's really interesting. And, and, and I think that it is groundbreaking being your normal fucking self. Absolutely. Waking up in the morning with the crust in your eye, washing your teeth, brushing your hair, going out and presenting your to presenting whoever you are that day. I think that is groundbreaking because there's so many people that choose to live their live their lives in their house and they never leave. Mm-hmm. They only go to work and they never decide to venture out into the world. They're confined by their present- identity. Yeah, they're confined by it. And so I think that if you can go out there and be yourself, bitch, you deserve an Oscar for that. Absolutely. Because it's hard. It is. It is. Um, so, you guys, we're going to play a game. And this game is called, I should have said no. Keisha Cole voice. <laughs> Wait, what? I should have said, what song is that? You know, she, you know, Keisha Cole, she had a song called, I should have let you go. Oh, I thought you were doing, I should have cheated. That's why I wouldn't. Okay, go ahead. Damn. <laughs> I should have Was my melody that off? Shit. I should have let you I, go. Go, go. I should have said no. 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 <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So, Vaughn and I will list our three pop uh, culture moments from the last decade that we wish someone would have said no, girl. Mm, Don't do that. Okay. All right. So mine is from the 2009 VMAs when Lady Gaga wore that meat dress. Really? Should have said no. Really? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think people should be wearing any type of food on their body, meat. I I thought it was weird and strange. I do I do think it was avant-garde. It wasn't I th- hardly ugly. Mm-hmm. I just well, I just wish someone would say, "God, God, you can't wear meat in your body." No, that's all. The steak, that's just my point. the steak mini dress, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's no. I love it. I think it was ridiculous. Um, I think it was outlandish. Um, uh, it was disgusting. But I think yeah, it was just disgusting. I think moments like that are what make pop culture pop culture. Agreed. I mean, I'm talking about it. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's a moment. Right. It's legendary. I'm talking about it, and I agree with everything you said. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
um, pop culture moment where someone said I should, or someone should have said no. I, I'm gonna do the whole signing of Selena Gomez. Oh, um, beautiful girl, pretty beautiful girl. Beautiful gowns, pretty girl. Selena Go Selena Gomez has not an ounce of talent. <laughs> that young lady cannot sing. Um, she cannot dance. Um, I'm sure she's a great girl. I'm sure. I really don't mean say I don't say this with any harm. I don't wish her any ill. Um, speedy recovery in regard to whatever illnesses she has, whatever she's battling and going through. I like I genuinely want the best for that young lady. I just don't want her near anyone's stage or recording studio. Um, someone wow. should have said no. Thank you, friend. Now you are on the game now. Drinking game alert. You have <laughs> no. Have a shot. All right. Um, <laughs> my number two is the Shanti Scoop. Okay, that was legendary. God now, damn it. Although, <laughs> although it produced a legendary Kiki. And shout out to um, Smith on Twitter for his uh, reenactment because that is uh, i think it's i think it's official smith he's okay. he sings and stuff oh okay uh, um but that moment is hilarious it's just it's just so bad it's good <laughs> i just you, i just you know the best part about that whole video her facial reaction yes <laughs> <laughs> the face she makes when she's going down it's like uh like what like sis what were you like she really it thought is. she was about to fuck it up yeah she thought she had her one yeah that's She's why like, Ooh, I'm going to kill him no. with this one, bitch. I'm about to yeah, scoot, Yeah, I'm going to kill him with ho, this I'm one, bitch. I'm about to scoot, ho. Y'all hoes ain't scooting. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra, bitch, you want to back bend? Beyonce, you want to swing I, your hair around? Bitch, I'm scooting. I'm, I'm scooting on you hoes. Scooty bike. <laughs> like, Damn. I wonder did Ashanti really think that she had the next big dance? I, re- I genuinely wonder. Like, were we supposed to be scooting in the club, sis? In the club, like, girl, you was not going to tell me I'm be scooting on that dirty ass floor with drinks all over the ground. Like, ma'am. No. Get the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to steal one of yours. Okay. Um, the whole Carrie Hilson, Polo the Don situation. Um, and you know what's funny? I actually have a difference of opinion in regard to this than everyone. I I do think she should not have allowed it to happen the way that she did. Um, because she was so new, she was fresh in the game. Uh, she -hmm. was still shitting yellow, as the people say in the South and the Midwest. Uh, she was, although she had been writing and had you know, she had her bearings as far as behind the scenes goes. Uh, you were a new artist. Like no one knew yeah. you. You can't come out the gate with beef. Like you just you you can't. Yeah. Like maybe after a, a a hit album or two, you know. And I think it also caused so much. And I think but the reason why I think I say that is because it caused so much confusion. Yeah, it was it was so much. Right, and it it was like, wait, people like you, but you're giving them a reason not to instantly. In, it was an instant reason to not like, like her when we did like her. Right. You're trying to develop and gain new fans and you're shunning a whole community of fans. Like, well, two community. Well, one one community doesn't really matter. No shade to the C-Squad. But 
<laughs> you can't shun fan bases like while you're still trying to gain your own fans. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. should have said no. <laughs> should have said no. Okay, I agree with that one, and I have nothing else to add. My last one is on the should have said no edition. Mm-hmm. Tiny. <laughs> she should have said she should have said no to Ti. <laughs> Damn, That's you right. Said no to. Tiny should have said no to Tip because the way he clowned your ass on the red. Did table you see talk that, that red bullshit? table talk interview? With that bullshit he pulled on her? Oh, my God. Listen. Cool. Listen. T.I. and all of his thesauruses. Okay? His thesaurus eye. (laughs) The thesaurus (laughs) eye. He got on Red Table Talk and not only made a fool of himself, but made an extra fool of Tiny. And I actually feel very bad for Tiny. um, Mostly because you can tell their relationship is abusive. Yeah, you can. Emotionally, sure. mentally, Emotionally. and I'm sure he's grabbed her up a few times, at least. Um, yeah. Because every time that woman tried to articulate herself or basically open her mouth without his allowance. He came and corrected her. He, like, which was trying to cut her off and stop her from even speaking. And kudos to... to um, Jada. To Jada and her mother, because they have so much patience. They have the patience of Job, Okay. They have grace. Um, Just, yeah. 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 But go go ahead into what you were actually talking about. No. That's (laughs) what I want to talk about. The Red Table Talk. Okay. Okay. (laughs) How awful it was. Um, I think think, um, T.I. has really, unfortunately, we live in a... We live in, in in an age where men can continue to advocate for quote unquote change while still being shitty people, mm. um, and 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 there will be no protest, there will be no outrage, there will be no backlash for this for the way he continues to, um, just be overt with his disrespect towards women, um, and I don't see <clears throat> anyone getting off the T.I. bandwagon anytime soon. I think that's unfortunate. I do You know what's funny? I've seen a lot of people actually giving him hell. I do see people giving him hell, but I don't see men giving him hell. And that's where, and that's where we know the changes. That's where we know the power is. I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter. Um, I get what you're saying. The weight. The, but yeah, the weight. Yeah. We, we have to consider, um, what you know. For example, Gabrielle Union. You know, she got fired from America's Got Talent. Mm. Um, shout out to her, Scorpio Queen. And, we have the same birthday. Then, Look at us, legends. I'm sorry, I had to stand. No, 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 no. It's fine. And then, um, Ellen Pompeo comes out and she sounds off and says this is wrong. Um, then the star of Will and Grace. What's her name? Don't get um, me. Oh, Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing comes out and says, hey, NBC, I work for you guys. You guys are shitty. This is bad. Why are you doing this? Right. Like, you know, those are two top actresses in the world. That has weight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I just really, I really feel like I don't see that when it's time to check men, you know, for things. Um, I don't see that. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um... My last should have said no moment is Kanye West. 
Ooh. in general, period. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, from jump. Listen. So you saying throw all the so you saying throw all the records away? Throw it away. That Heard shit them way. all. Jesus Delete walks. Go throw it all away. Men want it. Send it damn. back. That's damn. all of it. Gateway. Should have said no. Should have said no. Yeah, all of that shit. <laughs> like we're saying no in every way possible. Like, I'm I'm just sick of Kanye West. I'm tired of, uh, more than anything, I'm tired of the manipulation from that entire family. I yeah. think it was so funny. I was actually watching um, randomly. I was on YouTube and Kim Kardashian's um, Vogue. She did like the sit down with Vogue. Um, and it was kind of like they revi- they're revisiting her most like quote unquote iconic uh, looks, which let's be real here. At least 15 of those were not iconic, but I'm going to let y'all um, cook. Um, the most iconic Kim Kardashian look that comes to mind to me that I first think about and a lot of people probably would disagree with me, but it's just, this is just, this is just what I think about. I think about the Met Gala look when she was wet. Mm-hmm. I would say that's her best executed look. Yeah, I, to me, that's that that that's my favorite look from her. Yeah, um, but it was the reason why it was it was really interesting is to because it was like a timeline of kind of her career, mm-hmm. and it really showed that she that, that whole family really was tapering off. Because there was a point where, and I think people kind of forget this period, like right before Kanye saved her, um, she was on Dancing with the Stars. She was. And that bitch can't dance worth a damn. Um, basically, like the, the whole traje- trajectory of that family was just going downward. And it was just crazy to see how like once Kanye came in her life, because we revered him so much. And the industry revered him so much that, like, he was literally able to pull her and her entire mediocre-ass family up to the point now where, like, they are undeniable and a part of pop culture and history for literally ever. Like, ever. And I'm like, on top of all the things Kanye did, he did that as well. So, his whole President Trump, him, ooh, President Trump, ew, him and that yellow, that orange nigga in the office, <laughs> their relationship, his ranting about Jay-Z and Beyonce not wanting North to play uh, with <laughs> Blue, like everything. Just no. We should have said no. Okay? We, the black community, should have and should continue to say no. Because you silly niggas thought he was making you a gospel album. Cause he had a hired a choir to go remix "Are You That Somebody" with some fucking 808s behind it, and goddamn <laughs> remix uh, "You Don't Know My Name" with a god I don't know with a gospel hymnal in the background. Like we we should have said no, and we need to continue saying no. I will not say no with that. I will not disagree, friend. I will not disagree with that. No. 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 Um. Well, that was this week's Growing Up Gay. I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> um, overall, as you guys are going through your phases of, you know, using no and being accountable, remember, everyone is not going to be where you are. Everyone's not going to be in the same practice. And or, that's okay. And that's okay. And that's cool. Meet them where they are, but still govern yourself accordingly. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back with On the Timeline. 
Hey you guys, it's Malik. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter is G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-G-A-Y underscore. And our Instagram is G-R-O-W-N-U-P-G-A-Y. Be sure to tell a friend about what we're doing. Continue to share the show. And we appreciate you and we love you. Now let's get back into the episode. On the timeline, pretty Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. It's Damn. five in the morning. You can't do it with the vocal. Dirty to you. I did that solely for Amarion because I just think it's so legendary that he was like, "Oh, you want to fuck my ex? Okay, I'm gonna take your check." <laughs> Period, poo. <laughs> Period, poo. <laughs> I just think that was just, it was brilliant. Uh, I stand for it. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with On the Timeline. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, the On the Timeline segment is quite literally what the title says. We are going to be discussing <laughs> things or topics that are quite popular on the what? Timeline. timeline. I can't sing live on. I can still sing, ho. <laughs> I was going to say, friend, where was that run going? <laughs> Who was no, it? No, we're fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. Um, but yeah, on the timeline. So one of the first things that I wanted to discuss is um, rejection. We kind of just talked about this in the no uh, portion how we, of our grown up gay segment. Um there was, I'm not going to say any names or any specifics, but essentially there was a young man who tried to holla at another young man on the timeline. Well, actually in the DMs. And I guess the uh, young man A is the one that was trying to holla. Young man B was the one getting hollered at. Um, I guess young man B's uh, reaction to uh, the inquiry which it really wasn't that big of a deal all he asked him was how is your day going and mm-hmm. he said it's going all right and then that was like the end of that and then the gentleman was like all right well hopefully it gets better bye <laughs> and then he <laughs> <laughs> then he like unfollowed the gentleman and uh had a, a moment on his timeline in regard to you know maybe he jumped in the wrong dms etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah, And then the gentleman, you know, screenshotted the entire thing and um, said, when shooting your shot goes wrong, so you unfollow because you big mad. Um, We're going to leave that discussion there. It was just inspired by this. Rejection. How do you deal with rejection, friend? Have you ever tried to holler at someone and they weren't feeling it? You know what, you guys? I have a story to tell you, bitches. Come on, story time. <clears throat> story time book up your seatbelts afropunk 2019 i see the most beautiful man tall um actually he's one of von's type he's uh, one of those light bright whoa whoa okay <laughs> Um, let's let's reel anyway, that back in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> super super fine guy. He's well known around, you know, around a certain community. A lot of people know him. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna shoot my motherfucking shot. This is my chance. I walk up to him. 
I'm a little nervous actually. I, I was like nervous because I was like, this is like, he's so big, he's so tall. Like I was like, whoa, he's How like tall towering. Is he? He's like, he's at least, he was at, I, he's at least six three, six four. Oh, so ooh, he's taller than me because I'm six two. Yeah. Okay. And he I'm five ten, so he was, you know, looking down at me. That's a man. Yeah, he was a man. That's a man. But listen, you know, I don't mind climbing the mountain. That's nothing for me. <laughs> Come on, Mount Everest. <laughs> so I was ready to climb Mount Everest. So I so I go up Mount Niggerist. Mount Everest. You was ready to climb Mount Niggerist. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking, you know, and, and, and we're and we're making small talk. But um in our small talk, he wasn't interested, you know? And he made it evident that he wasn't interested when he was like, Well, it was nice meeting you. Thank you for coming over. Oh. The conversation was over. Thank you for you know? being a friend. Thank you for coming <laughs> over. Thank you for, you know, thank you for your well wish. Thank you for your blessing. We appreciate you. You would not be moving on to the next round. <laughs> um, And I was, you know, I had to deal with that. You know, I was there with friends and I was like, you know, damn, he did not want to talk with me anymore he dismissed me he said thank you for your services goodbye (laughs) thank you for your services you're no longer needed and how i dealt with that was i you know i said well if not him someone else Mm -hmm. you know just because he said no it doesn't mean that you know i'm not ugly i know that um i'm not poorly dressed I, i looked awesome i looked amazing it's not a reflection on me. Like, it's not about me. Right. It's about them. And I think oftentimes we have to remember that there are two people in a conversation, one and two. And you can't control how someone is going to perceive you. And so I cho- I chalked it up to, well, it's not about me. It's about him. And so he just didn't want that. And so I had to be okay with someone making a decision that was about them. And it wasn't about me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I can say I've dealt with. Re- I don't now. I don't shoot too many shots. Okay. We the ball doesn't get put on the court much around these here parts. You know um, what? That that was one of the. I, I honestly, truly, I have not. <clears throat> that was a. I'm not gonna say a first, but it's been a, it's been a minute. Right, but I've I've definitely yeah. tried to talk to someone and them being like. No, <laughs> like you cool, yeah. but no, that's not where this is going. And all you can do in that moment is be like, okay, um, I'm gonna go over here. Uh, you have a good night and you know, bye. Cause like, there's nothing yeah. else that you can do. You can't fight someone. You can't be upset. That, Cause here's the thing. I've definitely been in the other, other, uh, uh, the shoe has definitely been on the other foot where I've had people try to talk to me and I'm like, wait, what me? And you have no interest. At like, all. are you serious? I mean, sir? That happens to me. All I'm not the time. trying to. D- yeah. You can stay way the fuck over there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so you just have to. And I think that's the thing most people tend to forget when they're trying to talk to somebody that, like, hey, just because you like someone does not mean you're entitled to them. Just because you're yes. interested in them does not mean you're entitled to them. Does not mean that they have to respond in a way that uh, you would like. Now there are the. I, I will say I do hate when the gays and I'm specifying the gays because I mean women do this a lot too but the gays I've noticed a tr- like a rise in this trend where someone is like genuinely trying to holler at them like on some very respectful not even super thirsty thing and they'll screenshot the DM and be like ugh these niggas always sweating me 
or like <laughs> or like or like girl come get y'all man out my dms and it's like niece just five minutes ago you were tweeting about sick of being lonely every Ooh. night with no man no she wasn't um you were just talking about being lonely and now someone's trying to holler at you now granted this someone might not be who you want to holler at you and you might not have any interest in this someone and that's perfectly fine but what you don't have to do is look like a basic bitch and screenshot it and disrespect that person because what is supposed to come from that now if they were disrespecting you like like had they jumped into your dms and you've been like oh you know i appreciate um the you know because that's what i do like if i if i'm on a app you know we all know what the apps are and someone hits me up i'll like i I genuinely i'm like thank you no thank you or i'll say oh that was really sweet of you period like but i'm not interested right so you can respectfully decline so if someone tries to holler you respectfully decline and they try to wild out then by all means sis screenshot and violate but just because someone trying to holler at you, even if you you you're not feeling them, doesn't mean you have to be dis- disrespectful about it. Like at all. I agree, I agree. Like when when you when you're rejected, oftentimes there are a lot of negative feelings that can come up with like being rejected, and I think that people know that, and they some they oftentimes use that as power to, you know, make themselves feel better to to make the other person feel to you know make make them feel small, right. and. I think um, that's, you know, really fucked up. I think that's really dangerous. It's it's like it it's really emotionally, um, childish. immature. Yeah, because, yeah, childish and and immature to do that because it's like, wow, do you not have any empathy for humans? Like, do you not have any 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 type of cooth, any type of connection about yourself that you would want to attempt to humiliate someone and try to, you know. It's, it you know dishonor them. I just think it's 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 really it shows someone's character when when people do things like that. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything on the timeline you want to discuss, friends? Well, friends, um, for those who do not know, um, you know the federal, excuse me, um, the CDC and Gilead and um, a lot of other federal federal agencies um the department of health and human services they are attempting to eradicate new hiv transmissions by the year 2030 90 percent of them they would like to have eradicated and so starting next year for the next 10 years um they're predicting that 200,000 people will be able to access prep for free over the wow. next 10 years so, so over the next 10 years they're expecting a million a million new people would be on prep. Um, and I think that's a great initiative. Um, just last week, I went to um, a, a breakfast um, that honored my friend Morris Singletary, who is the, the founder of Positive to Positive, which is a um, HIV and AIDS advocacy nonprofit. Um, he was um, honored for his work that he does. He got a chance to, if you guys, any, any of you saw the, the GLAAD Awards over the summer, Beyonce and Jay-Z were um, honored. And my friend Morris was up on stage presenting them with an award. He shared his story. So I went to a breakfast that he was honored at. And um, 
there are so many resources out here, you guys, to get on prep for free. Whether you have um, insurance through the marketplace or whether you have private insurance through um, your employer or whether you have maybe p insurance through the state or through a federal program, you can get prep for free. Um, I recently heard a story about um, a young man that was, that lives in South Georgia having to drive four and a half hours. Um, for what? To get, four and a half hours to get to recertify and to get medication. Holy because, shit. Yeah. So it's so all in all, you guys, there are a, a, a lot of programs out here where people are able to get uh, medication now for free. So if you don't know about PrEP, please go out and find out about PrEP. Ask your doctor about it, your primary care. And, and, and if they give you turnaround, they give you hesitation, go to another doctor. Mm -hmm. Because PrEP is something that is is 99.9% .9 effective um, at eliminating the chance of you um, um, you know, getting getting the virus. So definitely protect yourself with contraceptives, condoms first, and PrEP being a follow-up. Absolutely. That's my on the timeline. And I think it, that's a great one. Um, I was actually yeah. reading an article um, a few days ago about how people of color are 700 times less likely to be on PrEP uh, than white uh, people. Um, yeah, and it was and I when I clicked on the article because I was like, whoa, when I clicked on the article, it, it mostly stemmed from lack of education, um, stigma and and, Shame. and, and, and yeah. yeah. So it it's uh, yeah, we just we really need to make sure that we start letting everyone know that this is something that is out there. Uh, unfortunately, I know for some people it has causes some issues with like their kidney um, and other things, I believe. But I think everyone should at least give it a try if you are yes. sexually active or you plan Absolutely. on being sexually active. Absolutely. And, 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 and to your point, Vaughn, yes, there are, um, some side effects that, um, we know that are out there, but there's side effects with diabetes drugs. There's side effects with cancer drugs. There's side effects with, with any other chronic illness that, we have out here in American medicine, in, in, in Western medicine, their side effects, but we don't really hear about those being um, as commercialized and as um, sensationalized as we do HIV medication. And so right. I think it's important that um, in our advocacy, as we're talking about these things, we continue to make it normal. Mm -hmm. We continue to let people know that taking PrEP and that being HIV positive, it is just as normal as having cancer or diabetes or any other chronic illness that people live with every day and they manage with medication. Um, so I don't want people to be deterred with, oh, there is lever this, lever that. Right. There, there, there are side effects from, from eating too much chocolate cake. You have constipation. That's also <laughs> a side effect of, of taking birth control. Absolutely. So all in all, what I'm saying is, bitch, don't play in my face, play in your mama's face. <laughs> It's um, <laughs> the yeah. perfect way to end the show. <laughs> I, I think so too. With that being said, you guys, um, be sure to follow all of our channels. We're on Instagram at grwnup gay underscore. I'm sorry, no underscore. That's grwn up gay. We're on uh, Twitter at grow in up gay underscore. 
Um, be sure to follow Vaughn on Twitter at Vonagram. I'm sorry, he's on Instagram at Vonagram. I'm just crazy today. And he is uh, on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. You can follow me on all socials at Malik Khalid Yoga. Um, and you can email us at growingupgaypod at gmail.com. Yes. You can email me at Malik at com. You can email Vaughn at Vaughn at com. And be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about what we're doing here. Absolutely. Peace. Hollow.